Welcome to the whiteboard debate. This debate started several years ago with a whiteboard being hung up in the main room of an apartment. My roommates and I would write questions on it and have anyone who visited be allowed to vote and argue their stance on them. The purpose is to pick fun and interesting questions that everyone already has an opinion on, whether they know it or not, and try to persuade people to your side while still being respectful. We quickly learned that people would get passionate about these questions while having buckets of fun. So now the debate is starting up again, but in podcast form, in the hopes of getting more people to start asking these questions in their life. I'm Connor. And I'm Haley. And we are siblings who are ready to explore our strong opinions on these lighthearted topics. Each episode will include one or more questions and us truly recording our opinions on a whiteboard. Themes and structures may be different from week to week, but we will keep a running total of our answers. This week, our question is, is a hot dog a sandwich? All right. And gut reaction. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? No. I would also say no. And let's go Mm -hmm. ahead and talk about that. And then we're going to force one of us to have to flip sides and argue. Oh, man. Okay. Do you have a main point that brings you to why you would say no? I my main point would just be if somebody asked me for a sandwich and I handed them a hot dog, I think almost every single person would look at me like I asked for a sandwich and you gave me a hot dog. That's a pretty good point. That's definitely something I thought about was if I went to like Subway, could I picture myself coming out with a hot dog and be like, yep, I got a sandwich. Mm-mm. And I don't think so. It's, I don't think so either. I'm not sure what category I would put it in, but it definitely doesn't feel the same as like a peanut butter and jelly or something. I absolutely agree. It has similar components to a sandwich, but there is something inherently different about it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is there's a lot of... um foods that can have similar components but be totally different like i would argue a burger is pretty similar sandwich wise but it's still different because you're using buns not bread Mm -hmm. and it's a hot dog bun oh that's an interesting distinction yeah so maybe that's kind of where i draw the line is fluffy buns versus bread i don't know but because then people still make baguettes into sandwiches but yeah and to be honest if i if i was going to make a sandwich and all i had at my house was hamburger buns i would still use that as my bread and build what i considered to be a sandwich and so it'd still be on a burger bun but i would still call it a sandwich that makes sense so One of my big things is I typically, when I picture a sandwich, I think two slices of bread, Mm -hmm. not one. And Mm -hmm. Subway messes with that a little bit, but typically their sandwiches seem to rip anyways, and it basically becomes two pieces of bread. (laughs) Yes. If you ripped the hot dog bun and made two totally separate pieces and then kind of squished all the ingredients together, would you then count that as a sandwich? Mmm... Maybe. And maybe if I cut up the hot dog. Oh. Like if yeah. I, it, it maybe it's more of a visual thing, at least for me. Like if a hot dog looks like a typical hot dog 
to me, it's a hot dog, not a sandwich. But if you almost deconstructed it slightly, ripped the piece of bread separately, maybe cut long strips so it almost looked like pieces of bacon instead of a round hot dog, and then put your various toppings on it and stacked it on top of each other, I might consider that a sandwich. It's not a sandwich I would want to eat, but I might call that like a hot dog sandwich. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. I think it might be the meat component, that shape that mm -hmm. is really off-putting for the term sandwich and kind of stemming off what you were saying of if you cut it up or sliced it, it would be a little bit similar towards like a deli meat. Mm -hmm. I also think if you have more than just the hot dog itself in the bread, if you truly had condiments and if you truly have like vegetables or cheese, then it starts getting even closer to a sandwich versus if it's just a tube of meat with a little bit of bread around it, to me, that gets really close to a corn dog, mm -hmm. which definitely shouldn't be a sandwich. Yes, agreed. The, yeah, it's it's like, because do people put like certain, because now I'm trying to run through all of the different types of sandwiches people make and specifically the meat component, or I guess the protein component of a sandwich. Do people put cylindrical like sausages on sandwiches and call them sandwiches or is that still a hot dog like if you put a brat in a hot dog bun to me i've always heard that as a hot dog yeah i think it would still be like a hot dog or like like a foot long hot dog yeah so then is it is what you're saying accurate it's like the shape of the hot dog itself because the corn dog is cylindrical as well. And those to me are similar. They're not quite the same, but those are closer together than either of them are to being a sandwich. Okay. Now that's a good train of thought. But then we both agreed that cutting it up would make it feel more like a sandwich. But yeah, cocktail yeah. wieners, those little tiny ones exist, which are basically bite-sized chunks. And if you put a bunch of those in a bun, I still wouldn't call it a sandwich. So I'm not sure just making it into smaller pieces would help. I think you would truly have to like change the entire form of the meat into like strips or like grind it up. And at that point, it's no longer a hot dog proper due to the shape of the meat. You're using mm -hmm. a hot dog bun, but you've completely got rid of, you know, the main component. What if you took those little cocktail wieners and like, because the way I've seen them typically is cooked in some sort of sauce. Mm -hmm. So what if you almost treated it like a, what are they called? A meatball marinara sandwich where you cook. Okay. That's a, those are spears of meat cooked in a sauce and there's multiple of them put in bread and people consider that a sandwich so what if you made like a saucy cocktail wiener situation and treated it like that and put it in a similar vessel topped it with cheese and grilled onions or whatever would you then call it a sandwich because there's like multiple of them and now they're a part of a sauce they're not almost like a sloppy joe but not quite mm -hmm. as sloppy 
no i'm with you that's probably the closest using a meatball sub as a comparison is yeah i think you're onto something there especially because a lot of hot dogs have like chili or beans with them people do that Mm -hmm. and you're basically making that kind of soupy sauce i think Mm -hmm. you got a good point all right do you want to go ahead and flip a coin and see who has to be on the side of um a hot dog being a sandwich just for argument's sake yes no but yes (laughs) so you call it heads or tails and if you get it correct you get to to pick or stay sound good yeah all right go ahead and call it heads it is tails oh no (laughs) (laughs) all right it's your choice um i'm gonna flip for chaos reasons Uh, all right bring chaos i think i've got an okay argument so i feel like i could try to argue that it is a sandwich does that work for you yep let's hear it all right so i looked up types of sandwiches and they have everything from like plain to toasted to grilled to the pinwheels that are the little circles and then the one that really caught my attention is the term open so open face sandwich where pretty much you make it with one piece of bread and then you have all the toppings on top so like if you made a peanut butter and jelly and you put the peanut butter and jelly all on one side and you didn't put the other piece of bread okay and in technicality that's kind of what a hot dog is is it's one continuous piece of bread with toppings and like a protein above it you just kind of have it curled in almost like a horseshoe or clam shape around it and connecting with subway that's kind of how they operate they don't cut it all the way through because they want to hold that structural integrity and so it's that one piece of bread that's a little bit open and then they believe that the way that you're going to eat it is basically force it closed and pin it but it's almost cut all the way through to being two hmm i i can see where you're going i still feel like maybe the distinction maybe there's two answers here maybe there's a per a very specific definition maybe a hot dog is a sandwich mm-hmm. but per societal norms it's not okay like i i still don't think that if somebody went into subway like you said and ordered a sandwich and got handed a hot dog i don't think most people would be okay with that they would think they didn't get what they paid for i'll agree that based off social norms we've Mm -hmm. kind of not counted hot dogs as sandwiches and i lump that probably similarly into um how we count tomatoes as a vegetable when technically they're a fruit it's just because people refuse to make that change and i'm gonna hit you with a different like mental image 
the word sandwich, mm-hmm. we're all picturing, you know, a noun, an object. But if you yeah. use it in the verb tense, it means to cram something in between two things, like wedge something in a tight space. And you are sandwiching a hot dog into the bread. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's. It's upsetting. I don't like it. it <laughs> I don't is, like it at all. So upsetting. Yeah. But then, okay. So you brought up those pinwheels. Mm-hmm. How does that work? That's not even bread. That's tortilla. I, Isn't that a wrap? A wrap or I was going to say a roll. You were definitely right with a wrap. Um, <laughs> I mean, it looks like a roll. <laughs> that's a so good then question. does it just have to be a carb? A carby type? If it's a carb, then Some sort a of processed carb? If it's a processed carb holding like a meat or filling, then isn't a taco basically a hot dog and therefore a sandwich? What about a burrito or a quesadilla? Because mm. that's like a processed or packaged carb with okay. filling in it. The dictionary is saying that a sandwich is defined by two pieces of bread and then filling between them eaten as a light meal. So interestingly okay. enough, the dictionary definition, at least this version, whether we want to accept it or not, is saying two pieces of bread. Hmm. But then... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, no. I would say there's tons of sandwiches that are on one piece of bread. Yeah, they're called... Okay, but then what is the difference between an open-faced sandwich and toast? And where where does bruschetta land in there because that's toasted bread but i don't think most people would be like oh i'm having toast for breakfast and then picture bruschetta Mm -hmm. no toast i think toast itself is just warm crunchy bread i think people then you've turned it into a sandwichy form basically as soon as you start adding toppings to it Toast itself is describing the action of warming up and recooking bread. So you have toast with peanut butter on it. Yes. So toast is only describing the condition of the bread. That's my thought. It, it's okay. requiring that you're using bread or, you know, a bread-like thing and that you are cooking it again and making it crunchy on a portion that's typically soft. So then if you eat toast with anything on it at all, you're technically eating an open-faced sandwich? I think so. I think that's how I'd argue it. Hmm, okay. Or that you're no longer having just toast. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, the way people typically speak doesn't seem to align with those definitions yeah they almost cut out the details it's a little bit like saying oh i had eggs for breakfast when in reality you had eggs with like onions and cheese and bell peppers but you just said i had eggs and we've accepted eggs as like a big category that Mm -hmm. like a lot of other things can fall in and unless you basically prod further People can genuinely or generally accept like, oh, that person had eggs. They probably had something like X. We just kind of make an assumption. If I said I had a sandwich, 
you're going to picture probably two pieces of bread and something in the middle. You might not know what meat, what cheese, but you, you know that I didn't eat a soup or a liquid. Right. But I still would classify a wrap different than a sandwich. But maybe like if you told me a sandwich, I would imagine bread. If you told me a wrap, I would think tortilla. Here's the difference. One is flexible. The other one is not. If you try to bend bread, you'll tear it for the most part. If you bend a tortilla, you can truly like manipulate the shape and fold it and roll it. You can't really fold like a submarine sandwich or a baguette without it just ripping. That's true. So, yeah, maybe wrap and like burritos and those pinwheels kind of fall under like flexible carbs. Flexible carbs. (laughs) Okay. Because a taco is a very unflexible carb. Mm -hmm. And it's made typically, well, if it's inflexible, that would be a corn tortillas so we're not even talking flour anymore yeah but a soft taco you technically like fold and roll Mm. but then that almost seems like if you had in any cuisine if you had some sort of carby container or vessel (laughs) platform Mm -hmm. and you put anything on it or in it is that then technically a sandwich Because at the very least, it's open-faced. Like when we eat Indian food with naan and put stuff on top of that, Mm -hmm. is that then an open-faced sandwich because it's a type of bread with a filling stacked on top? (sighs) Per the American version or the American definition of a sandwich. Have you heard, it's it's a really annoying argument and it's not my my favorite but people use it that technically there's only it's like three kinds of food or four kinds of food and it's everything is either a sandwich a soup it was like a loose vegetable and then i forget there was like a fourth category and Mm -hmm. that was it that's kind of what this is starting to sound like a little bit but i think that could just be there's such similarities in the way that like we have to structure food to be able to eat it Mm-hmm. It's just like, are you using some kind of like carb or outer structure to hold it? Or is it going to be loose on your plate? Or do you have to like drink it? Mm-hmm. It's basically, they almost broke it down into like the three phases of matter. Like something that's, that's solid, thinking. a liquid, mm-hmm. and then something that's truly chaotic. Yeah, there's really only so many combinations of that that you can do. Mm-hmm that's irritating like it makes sense in an irritating type of a way oh yeah no i i don't think people accept it Mm -mm. and people would count it like you're saying social norms wise no but kind of doing empirical evidence yeah kind of yeah like i think you can reduce food down to that kind of a simple definition but then you lose some of the the fun and the nuance in that. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said about it changes flavor and it changes the experience because I'm picturing if you have a single slice of bread and you're just kind of holding it versus you have like a submarine sandwich where it's almost completely enclosed, there's way more bread. 
mm-hmm. and that totally changes how you're going to eat it the flavor like you're going to have to add way more toppings or like spread things on it just to be able to combat the amount of bread flavor mm-hmm. and so i've got a- another question because i don't want to say a corn dog is a sandwich because I would argue, <laughs> technically, you've just wrapped something in a, like, carb or a coating. Yes. But I've seen sandwiches before where they hollow out a baguette and they pour liquid cheese, like, they stuff meat into it, and they pour liquid cheese into it, and then they basically cork it with no. the bread that they pulled out. And so the sandwich is fully contained so would you still count that as a sandwich? They poured the ingredients. It's almost like a bread bowl that they've corked, but with sandwich ingredients. You know what I would call that? A nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Just a straight up thing out of a horror movie, like liquid cheese and meat bits in the middle of a baguette with some sort of cork on the end. Like, absolutely not. How do you even eat that successfully without it going everywhere? Because it's fully contained. And as it cools, so where I saw this was at a Christmas market and it was with the raclette cheese that they heat up and melt. And typically you like spread on bread. Uh So I didn't actually see how they like got the meat in. I don't know if they just used basically like a little wooden like spoon and just kind of like slowly (laughs) kind of push the pieces down. But then they truly heat a whole big huge block of that cheese that's designed to be melted and Mm -hmm. to like basically be spread on bread and then when they scraped it off they scraped it into the hollow opening of the baguette and then they like put a little they didn't put the whole piece of the um the center that they pulled out of the baguette they just put a little bit on top to keep it warm and then Mm -hmm. they wrapped it in paper and granted it was a smaller baguette it was one that's kind of that, uh, I don't know what size you would call that. Travel size baguette? Travel sized, kind of in between breadstick versus like a loaf shape. Okay. Where it's probably, you know, the circular circumference of like an orange. Like they give you a piece of that at Panera as a side? Yeah, something like that. Okay. And so people were walking around holding that because it stayed warm. And they basically just could eat it top to down. And the cheese was still warm, but it basically adhered as it got poured through. So the opening to the sandwich became the portion that you were eating. I don't know, because, yeah, how does that then fit with the corn dog situation? Basically, it's a really big pizza pocket. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. But to me, that's different than a corn dog that you've dipped in a batter and fried. Because then, what about a deep-fried Oreo or a deep-fried anything? Okay. Because then does it depend on, like, is a deep-fried Oreo a sandwich? I know it's a sandwich cookie, so it already is, but... What do they bread that with to fry it? They coat it with something, like a batter? Yeah. Like a hot dog. They coat it with a batter. So maybe that's our differentiating point of they're covering it with a liquid and then hardening it basically for lack of a better term versus the sandwiches we've seen it's already been like a solid carb so the carb itself is already existing back to the states of matter 
Yeah, pretty much. It has to be two solids. Oh, but you're sloppy but, Joe. No, but then peanut butter and jelly. That's what is peanut butter? Is that a spreadable solid? Is that even a thing? Anybody yeah. who knows science is going to be very mad at me right now, but <laughs> I wouldn't call it a liquid. No, I'd argue heat it up and then it's pourable. So is I'd it a say... liquid with a really what would it be? A low viscosity? High. High? Right? Doesn't high mean yeah, the higher the viscosity, the more difficult to stir is how I okay. always pictured it. Okay. I could be totally backwards on that. That I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I remember um public school has let us down we don't know the viscosity of peanut butter <laughs> no you're right you're right fluids with low viscosity have a low resistance and shear easily and the molecules flow quickly high viscosity fluids move sluggishly and resi resist deformation okay. thank you to microcare.com so yeah. um so, so that but still that doesn't answer peanut butter is that because when you heat up a solid, it turns into a liquid. So if I heat up my peanut butter, it does turn into a pourable liquid. So does that then imply by backtracking that it starts as a solid? I believe technically so. Or it's in a transition state, which can be between the two. Okay. Because kind of the definition from what I remember is that a solid will hold its shape even if it's in a container that's bigger, that gives it more room. Okay. Like, so basically, like, if you took a wooden block and you put it in a fishbowl, it's not going to fill the fishbowl. It's going right. to stay a wooden block. But if right. you take a cup of water and you pour it in, it's going to spread out. Right. Same principle, if you've got an ice cube, it starts as a solid, and then as it warms up, it breaks apart and it spreads throughout the bowl. Peanut butter... I think it's just kind of in that transitional state where until it gets more heat, it's not going to spread out as quickly. But if you take a blob of peanut butter and you put it on toast, it's going to somewhat spread out. It's not going to fully break apart. It's got too much viscosity and like surface tension, but it's mm -hmm. going to like, I don't know. It's almost like silly putty. <laughs> yeah. But jam or jelly I think is a lot further towards the liquid state, usually. I would agree with that. It tends to seem to spread and like separate out and like absorb into the bread. Mm-hmm. So then it doesn't have to be technically two solids to make a sandwich. No, I guess not. Okay, I've got a horrible picture. Can okay. you make a bread sandwich? Could it just be like bread and then like a separate different type of bread placed in there? And then the third piece on top, is that a sandwich or is that just eating a lot of bread? Um, it sounds delicious. <laughs> but yeah. it, um, it also sounds ill-advised for health reasons and other reasons. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I guess technic, like if you told me you were going to make me a bread sandwich and showed that to me on a plate, I would be like, yeah, 
I guess you did make a bread sandwich. I'm questioning why you've done this, but I think I would accept it as a bread sandwich if you showed it to me, even though it's weird. Yeah. Because so I'd be I think like, that... that's bread between bread. That's a bread sandwich. So I think that implies we're both leaning towards it needs to be two pieces of bread or at least bread on top, bread on bottom and some sort of filling. Because I'd say if you take a piece of two pieces of bread and you just put them together, I don't think that's a sandwich because it's got an absence of anything else in between. Is it then an open faced bread sandwich? By definition, if I lay it down flat on a plate and then put another bread slice on top of it, could I tell you that's an open faced bread sandwich? Dang it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, technically, yeah. Because the second piece of bread, the one on top, would be the filling. Yeah. That is so upsetting. <laughs> no. Very upsetting. <laughs> oh. Oh, now I'm gonna have to do this and I'll send you like a picture of this. Of just like, oh there. Look, I'm having a bread sandwich, an open face bread sandwich. Someone would smack you. Tell mom and dad that you've got dinner for tonight, and that's what you're serving. Just uh, hand it to them. Be like, tonight you're having open face bread sandwiches, and just see what they do. Uh, check me into the mental hospital. Like, <laughs> okay, never mind. Don't do it. I don't know. Good gracious. So back to your bruschetta mm-hmm. point. I would say that's an open face sandwich. Yeah. So then continuing and making it even worse for our mental health. What if you take like Ritz crackers and basically take all the toppings of bruschetta? You've got like, you know, I don't know, mozzarella and the tomato and whatever oil that you drizzle on top or vinegar. As I'm talking, I realize I haven't really made a lot of bruschetta in my life um so so could a cracker be the bread for a sandwich can you make a like a a triscuit sandwich basically yeah because i've made peanut butter and ritz sandwiches like if that could be its own food group i would make it its own food group and i would call that a peanut butter ritz sandwich is there such a thing as like a mini versus a regular versus a large sandwich? Or do they all just fall under the category of sandwich? I'm starting to think that like we talked about a little bit ago with the states of matter, like liquid is a huge umbrella term. And there are so many other different types of liquids that most of the time you're talking about the specific types and using that language in a way that's socially acceptable in the way that people in everyday life understand those terms. I'm thinking sandwich might be one of those. Like there's this overarching umbrella of most things are sandwiches that involve some sort of bread something. Mm -hmm. Or that, like you were saying, there's only a few different types of food combinations One of those big umbrellas is sandwich. But then if you're talking about how people actually discuss in their daily life a sandwich, I think that then differs. Like you would be more specific about what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. 
I think I'm I'm fully on board with that. That it's basically an umbrella term that's a catch-all, mm-hmm. but used in real life situations, it's different. It's more specific. It's mm-hmm. got a lot more exclusions. Mm-hmm. Things don't fall under it as easily. It's more specific when you truly use it to describe an object versus when you're just talking about it as like a broad term. Yes. Now, I'm going to be really evil. And so I'm going to start out a little bit broad, but I've got an example of another one. Okay. So are we saying that a wrap technically falls under the umbrella, the umbrella term of sandwich? Because it's a carb wrapping around a filling. I reluctantly must say yes. Okay. And so we kind of talked about like those little pinwheel sandwiches. Does yes. That sushi a sandwich? That's not uh, rice is a carby type no because those are little bits of rice are little bits and pieces of carb they're not like a continuous continuous situation is seaweed a carb i mean it's a plant it probably has carbohydrates in it just like vegetables and fruits have carbohydrates in them but i wouldn't consider it the same type when i'm saying carb I'm talking yeah. about your breads, your grains, grains. Yeah. Wait, so then waffles are and pancakes are open faced sandwiches. Total yep. left turn, but like in that definition. And if you like do multiples stacked on top of each other, you've made some monstrosity of either a huge open faced sandwich with multiple pancakes being toppings or mm-hmm. you've made multiple pancake sandwiches yeah like a triple decker peanut butter pancake sandwich pretty much yeah wait sorry the after that sidetrack with the sushi that's what i'm talking about with carbs is like a pancake a waffle a slice mm-hmm. of bread a bagel a tortilla i'm looking at a some sort of at least semi-processed something that is largely carbohydrate-based. And I think the saving grace for why sushi wouldn't count is typically, from what I've seen, it's not the rice that's the outermost layer. Mm -hmm. I think you have to have the carb be the outermost thing that's holding it together. Agreed. So, like, you couldn't have bread in the center, like, basically just a big dumpling, and then just coat around it in a sphere oh god what if you did that though what if you just made a dough ball and then you basically put all the filling stuff like an inside out dumpling the only thing that i Mm. no i feel like you need to have the like a bready type something on the outside what if because what if you going with your example say you had a calzone Mm-hmm. And you wrapped it in cheese, which then would, if you wrapped it in melted cheese and let it cool, that cheese would turn back to a solid state. But then your outer layer is no longer bread, it's cheese. Mm-hmm. Would you still consider that a type of sandwich under the huge umbrella term? I think yes, because I'd be counting the cheese as like a topping mm-hmm. versus a main ingredient potentially or 
I would just say that that's a sandwich that you've smothered in cheese. Right. You've added a little bit of pizzazz, but it's still a sandwich. You've made a horrifying blink, though, of, <laughs> does this mean pizza is an open-faced sandwich? Oh. Yes, I think so. <laughs> and a calzone is just like a giant pizza pocket. Yeah. Or hot pocket. It is a giant pizza pocket. A giant yeah. hot pocket. Oh my god. And those little pizza rolls, let's be real. Yeah. They always burst open, so they always technically have an opening. So they're basically little sandwiches. Yeah, and those are so good. And mm -hmm. little bagel bites. Can we just take a moment and appreciate those for a second? Like those are quite good. That's until they get too hot <laughs> and they're soft and it sticks to the roof of your mouth oh, and it burns you. Oh. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, something about microwavable pizza bite size foods are really dangerous. Like they go from frozen to lava hot. <laughs> there is no in between. And the bread is so soft and the cheese is so sticky that it just adheres to your mouth and yeah. you're just screwed. But what is that? There are so many different bite size food snack products. Like I don't feel like I have that issue with chicken nuggets or french fries like is it the hot cheese is that what makes it so dangerous probably is like you're saying it's that semi-solid semi-liquid sticky something that then is hot and adheres i feel like part of that has to be because i feel like it's typically like a mozzarella stretchy cheese uh-huh because I started to picture, like, I don't have that issue with, like, tortellinis or, um, like, dumpling-y kind of foods. No. So, but with, like, a tortellini, I wouldn't say, like, this is a horrible descriptor. But inside of a tortellini, typically it's almost more of, like, a gritty cheese. Yeah. It's not stretchy. It's almost yeah. grainy. And they try to make, like, the pizza pockets or... The hot pocket, like all the ads, it's typically cheese stretching or mm -hmm. like a mozzarella stick. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what gets you in trouble is there's a hot sauce coated around a stretchy cheese that then typically also is trying to have like a light and fluffy bread. And I think the warm sauce gets that bread kind of extra squishy uh -huh. and like malleable. And then you have a sticky component and it just, I don't know, it's a recipe for evil. Yeah. So then you brought up two things in that. I don't think a mozzarella stick would be a sandwich because that's cheese with a coating that wasn't already like a singular outer layer. But a tortellini or a ravioli, that's a filling between a processed carb carby dough basically but it's At just this point, you yeah. to cook it does that change it if you if the carby outer layer has not been cooked yet i don't think so and i'm only going to argue that because people toast sandwiches or like a panini that you Truly, you create the sandwich and then you put it on a grill and you like flatten it and you cook 
the bread again. Yeah, but the bread was already cooked the first time. Pasta dough, it hasn't been cooked at all yet. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. I'm still leaning towards probably just with how evil everything has turned out on us. I'm, okay. I'm jumping to the chase and I think it's going to end up <laughs> being yes. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I don't know what other big, huge food umbrella category I would put it in. Unfortunately, yeah. Like, I think if we mean... really went with your theory there, I don't know. Like, it, it wouldn't be a quote unquote soup. No. Because it's not... Unless, <laughs> unless it's a sandwich when it's being cooked, or it, unless, does it go from being a soup when it's being boiled in water, and then when you drain it and put it on a plate by itself, it's a sandwich, but, or put it on a bowl, in a bowl by itself, it's a sandwich, but then if you dumped a bunch of sauce into that bowl, to the point that the raviolis were kind of capable of swimming and moving around in that bowl is it then back to a soup i think so because i'd argue yeah i think having it be kind of a liquid state the overall main component like you'd have to put it in a bowl because right. it's it's a liquid and you're worried about it spilling dripping running so yes you're back to soup status you're worried about it acting like a liquid, not a solid. So it is just like code words for states of matter and how we combine them to make foods. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of. And it's kind of terrifying. That that's how it's trickling out for us. This is not the direction I thought this conversation was going to go. No, because now I'm just going through all the foods that I like and becoming upset because either it's a liquid or it's a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you call a... just a salad? That's what I was going to ask. What is a salad then? Is that, all right, is a sandwich, it's the solid state, but it's kind of like one contained enti entity versus like a salad, I don't know what to call it yet, is a, um, like a collection of a ton of little solid state things that like even if they're pressed up against each other they're not going to combine it's just you've thrown a whole bunch of true solid objects together but they're not you can't like pick it up conveniently with your hands so is it kind of like an uncaged sa sandwich so, yeah deconstructed sandwich yeah i would call it bits and bobs in a bowl that is what yeah. i would call a sandwich <laughs> Just a like a little bit a of salad. this, a little bit of that. It's mostly solid, but you can put some liquid on it in the form of dressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if I like stir fry a bunch of vegetables and I poured it onto a plate with some rice, I wouldn't say I'm eating a sandwich. But I wouldn't say I was eating a salad either. So what is the over like? But I, I would happily tell somebody I'm eating bits and bobs in a bowl. Yeah. No, I'd take that as a category name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. So we've got liquid, sandwich, and bits and bobs in a bowl. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we have soup, right? Soup, yeah. A, soup with, a liquid with some sort of solid component. Well, it doesn't have to have a solid component because there are soups that don't have a solid, like a nice tomato basil bisque. Okay. 
No. Yeah. So have you ever seen, and I genuinely don't know what we're going to count this as because this is basically the air component, but things like fancy restaurants will try to make things where it's like a foam. Uh Uh-huh. And so it's a lot of air or gas where they'll basically take some kind of like extract and then add it to like a dairy or a cream or whatever and then they basically make like a flavored whipped cream or some other some Mm -hmm. of them even go as far as to make like bubbles or vapors that you just inhale yeah what are we gonna call that um the breathables (laughs) the yeah perfect that's it right there the breathables (laughs) so is whipped cream a soup or a breathable Oh, a soup, because I would gladly eat it with a spoon. That's fair. If you give me a bowl of whipped cream, I'm not going to try to breathe it, but I will eat it with a spoon. I would even try to suck it down with a straw. Ooh, here, I've got a marker. Tell me if you think this is a good differentiating point. It's a soup if, like, you took some of it on a spoon and you turned it over and it drops. If it falls at, like, a regular gravity speed, it's a soup. If it kind of floats, then it's a breathable. Oh, okay. So like uh, foam yeah, would be a breathable. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But if you take a scoop of Cool Whip and you turn it upside down, you know that's going to fall really quickly. Right. Hmm, okay. I could, I could live with that. Okay. But then that starts getting a little bit hazy once you have like the spray whipped cream. Because I feel like that's... It's right on the edge. It It's flirting with a couple of categories for sure. But I still don't think it, I, it, I don't think it, it's airy enough for me to personally consider it a breathable. Yeah, but I would call whipped cream a foam. You would? I would say like more than a liquid because it's floofy. Like you touch it and it bounces. Maybe it holds a, a little solid. bit of a shape. What about a fluffy solid? Uh, Yeah, it's, oh God, it's close to peanut butter where like it spreads out, but it also somewhat holds its shape. Yeah, see? So there are some ingredients or like, I guess that's not really an ingredient, but there are some foods that maybe are not meals in and of themselves that kind of flirt with multiple categories. Yes. I think like that's peanut butter, fair. whipped cream. I feel like mayonnaise could be kind of a confusing one. Butter could be kind Jell-O. of. Jello. Oh, Jello. Let's not even go there. <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. So is a pie a soup? Or pie is, is it a sandwich? It's got those carbs <sighs> all around it, right? Yeah, I guess. All right, what if you made a pie filling, but you did no crust? Like you made a key lime pie, but you just put it in a like glass, you know, baking pie tin and you just made key lime pie with no crust. Is that a soup? Mm, I would call it a solid of some kind because if it was a key lime pie and I could take whatever utensil I was using and slice into it and would hold its shape. It wouldn't collapse in on itself. I would call it some form of solid. 
But if it was like a berry pie, where if I took my spoon and scooped into just the cooked berry pie filling, that's going to run back together. That would be a soup, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. I would argue the key lime filling, where like you're cutting it, it holds shape. Mm -hmm. You're in that ugly jello category. Yeah. But all right. This is another really specific example. I'm falling down the rabbit hole what's like a Jolly Rancher? Because that's just sugar. It's mm -hmm. definitely a solid. Mm -hmm. It never really has a liquid state. I mean, you can melt it, but that's usually it's dissolving. It's disappearing. Yeah. And it has a really high melting point. Uh -huh. You're putting that in the oven. I've seen people do that to make like stained glass windows for gingerbread houses like you're putting that in the oven to do that fancy people yes yes yeah. <laughs> not myself i'm not speaking from experience at all <laughs> i'm only speaking from videos i've seen online i feel like so, that that's like a dangerous solid because it's so solid when you bite it it turns into glass shards true and I can confirm those are quite sharp. I accidentally ripped through a towel trying to break up Jolly Ranchers as an ingredient. I put it in two Ziploc bags and then wrapped a towel around it. And granted, I was hitting it. I had it on a piece of wood and I was hitting it with a hammer to break them. But it truly <laughs> okay. cut through both the bags and the towel and started coming up through the towel as glass, well, Jolly Rancher shards. That almost sounds like fiberglass. Kind of, yeah. So I would call those assassin solids. <laughs> they have evil intentions. Yeah. It's so solid that they just want to cut you. Exactly. Like permanently carrying a knife in their hand. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. makes sense. Think about the, um, what were they, push pops? That people, oh. they would like suck on them and they'd become little tiny blades, basically. Yeah, daggers. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then they like could slide them in and out with the little, you know, spring mechanism. They were basically um, pocket knives. Yeah. For kids. Not what they intended, but not at all. You know. So then do you think you could have done the same thing? Oh, okay. Do you think you could have done the same thing with a baby bottle pop and a ring pop? Could you have like a baby bottle knife and a like finger knife? I did the baby bottle one. I can confirm because that's got the shape already. It's already yeah. kind of in a triangle. That's true. Like basically you just have to bite off the little tiny round point and then mm -hmm. just lick the very top and you've got it. That's true. The ring pop, it's it's an inverse cone. It's like a funnel shape. So you'd be fighting. You'd almost have to make it like, like a diamond. It would take a lot more work. Sense? Yeah, and I think you'd have a much higher risk of it snapping because it doesn't mm -hmm. have a solid base getting smaller. You'd have That's a wide cool. middle point. Yeah, that one seems really hard. Okay. So are desserts that are pure sugar their own category? Pure sugar, so like solid, like a yeah. hard candy. Like jelly beans, Jolly Ranchers. Because mm, those you know, are any... not, I wouldn't call those assassin solids. They are in a different sense. Like I have um, really harmed my tongue by eating too many sour Skittles. But that oh, to me yeah. is a different kind of danger than a Jolly Rancher danger. 
literally every time I eat sour Skittles. Continue. Yes. 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 Every single time because the blue sour Skittles are worth it every single time. Yep. So those to me are different because that's not like a hard candy, hard sugar that you're licking or cracking into a dangerous point. That has more like a gummy chew factor. So that to me, like a sour gummy worm would be more similar in my mind to a key lime pie filling or a jello okay like a gelatinous substance of varying degrees that would be more similar than a gummy worm to like a hard candy i'm on board with that i did just think of some jawbreakers are hollow in the center they and some are? of them will have some of them not all of them and some of them will have a separate like candy or something in the middle. And technically it's not bready, but it's like a simple sugar, which is a form of a carbohydrate. Uh-huh. Can a jawbreaker become a sandwich? Mm, it's don't... like a ravioli. Yeah, but you're not going to bite it. Oh God, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the problem. Like it needs to be biteable. Okay. Because if I cooked you a sandwich, like if I made you a sandwich and cooked the bread into absolute oblivion to the point that you couldn't bite into it, I guess technically it would still be a sandwich Mm because you knew it was bread and it would be cooked so much that it would kind of start to fall apart anyways because it's burning. Yeah. But continuing with that, I don't think we can limit on you have to be able to bite it because Mm -hmm. we've made such big foods, like such big burgers, that they're truly so tall that the human mouth can't bite them. Does that make any sense? You almost have to like take them apart to be able to eat them because they get too big, too tall. And on the same end, with like your little like Ritz sandwiches, those are bite size. Like you're not biting into them. You basically can just toss the whole thing into your mouth at once. So what about biteability doesn't matter in relation to size of sandwich. Biteability matters in relation to hardness of sandwich. Okay. Yeah, I think that works. Like if I could take a bite of the components and just take a bite, that could be constructed into a sandwich. But with a jawbreaker, I'm not just going to in one bite take a bite of a jawbreaker even if the size of it is such that i could like fit it in my mouth and take a bite of it i'm still not taking a bite of it because it's too hard no i think that works it's kind of the the furthest you can get from a liquid yeah it's the extreme case of the (laughs) the solid potentially a sandwich yeah it's like so you have your assassin solids right and they get caught they get thrown into prison and then in prison there are different levels of like security i'm putting jawbreaker in solitary confinement because he's just that dangerous (laughs) that's how i'm imagining it in my brain like the breathables are the butterflies floating above the like campus and Jawbreaker is in solitary confinement. Okay. 
That's fair. I've got like a big sliding scale in my mind and I'm slowly adding all the foods as where Mm -hmm. they fall. And it's, you know, the dangerous foods on the far left, then it becomes just sandwiches and then it turns to soups and then it goes to the breathables. Mm -hmm. I feel the need now to draw a diagram of the sliding scale. And you know what? Future endeavor. Let's start putting foods on the assassin <laughs> to breathable scale <laughs> okay start ranking some foods and see where they truly end up because i guarantee you there's going to be things that surprise us oh yeah i'm gonna go have dinner tonight and be like so what is this is an apple a bits and bobs yeah, you just I eat think, an apple i think it might just be a bit unless i throw like you know what actually i think an apple is a bob because you go bobbing for apples <laughs> <laughs> true so maybe Very a bob true. is a whole thing and then you cut it into bits and then if you put it into a bowl it's bits and bobs in a bowl okay that actually makes a lot of sense like a, i'm in for that like a fruit salad it's a bunch of bobs cut into bits thrown into a bowl and individual grapes you would count as bobs yes bite-sized okay. bobs it's a lot of bees in this Bitty bobs. Category. yeah yeah <laughs> All right. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to make this scale. And at some point, Mm -hmm. we're gonna have to try different foods. If people suggest things for us to try to place on the scale, we can try it and debate about it again in the future. I'm sure we'll think of other foods that we'll have to place on this. But do you have any final comments before we recast our votes? Um, just that now I think I'm going to have a bit of a like there's going to be a whole new internal dialogue happening anytime I am choosing something to eat now. Like I will yep. never look at a Jolly Rancher without thinking that, oh, I'm about to eat an assassin, assassin solid. Like I think this is going to now be a quiet little voice in the back of my head as I look at foods. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be constantly thinking is there another category that we missed? Mm-hmm. I bet I, we'll I, find something. I think the Jello, it's in its. We just kind of called it the ugly Jello category <laughs> and <laughs> just did. pushed it aside. <laughs> yeah, we put that in timeout for this episode. Yeah, there is not time. I, that probably deserves an episode to itself of oh, what yeah. is Jello? Because Jello can have bits and bobs, and as oh. we've seen through evil aspic where people turn it into full food and like cook real meals into jello i guarantee you someone has made a jello sandwich where they have put a sandwich into jello oh no that seems like something you shouldn't search on google images i'm sure it exists i'm sure it does so when jim in the very first episode puts dwight's stapler into jello what like is that i don't even know i don't know i feel like that's the perfect place to draw it is with that mental image and the commitment to circle back around at some point and discuss jello as a category yeah to know that we're truly leaving unhappy and just flustered Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i feel worse now in some ways i feel better like i have this fun new sliding scale of foods in my brain. But it also makes me deeply unhappy. It makes me upset 
how big the sandwich category is. Yes. I would be less upset if it wasn't, I feel like it's half the scale. It's enormous. Hmm. All right. Ready to cast votes? Yes. What would you like to say? Is a hot dog a sandwich in your opinion? Technically, I believe a hot dog is a sandwich, but I still stand by, according to social social norms, it's not. In everyday conversation, that distinction is important. But if I peeled all of those social pressures away, I would have to say a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay. So you've changed your vote. Yes, I have changed my vote. And unfortunately, I have too. This is going to be our first fully flipping. Both of us, we were in agreement and we literally talked ourselves out of agreement. <laughs> we and did. Both ended up on the other side. But yeah, I know. I think a hot dog, it's a sandwich. It's actually way more of a sandwich than a lot of the other foods we've found. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like you're talking about peeling off the social norms, it's people that made this issue people made this problem by making sandwich such a broad term that i'm not giving people a pass yeah (laughs) like it is a sandwich social norms are wrong but we also should define a sandwich better i feel like one of our future tasks is to come up with a more appropriate catch-all term that we're currently referring to as sandwich yeah fix it basically Make sandwich more specific and come up with something broader. Yeah. This is this is a world issue that I feel like we are capable of solving. And that is yeah. renaming the sandwich category. Make a nice food scale. Mm-hmm. And then be able to take that scale and awkwardly prop it up into some form of crazy food pyramid. Yes. Yes. These are all future projects that I am ready for. The breathables being the smallest amount you should ever eat in your diet. <laughs> yeah, like that's a percentage per lifetime type of a category, I think. Uh-huh. That is not per day. Assassin foods potentially pulling down your life expectancy because they <laughs> might just kill you outright. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a gamble every time. Well, this was fun. Yes. And I'm excited for when we try to come up with the scale and... You know, when we revisit with either new foods or trying to break apart that sandwich category. Yep. So thank you for listening to this episode of The Whiteboard Debate. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? If you want to continue the debate and voice your own serious and respectful opinions, you can find us at Whiteboard Debate on Instagram or at Whiteboard Debat on Twitter. There are links to all of our platforms in the show notes. Since we are a new podcast, keep an eye out for future updates and announcements. Join us next episode for another lively debate. See you next time.